we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end effect because we got stuff to talk about. And it doesn't qualify as fun. That's why we're here. To cause you nothing but grief. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. So let's go ahead and uh, get introductions started because um, I'm going to have to call an audible right here. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, see, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I don't always, but I try. Hey, don't don't blame me for the name. No, 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 no. Uh, Dave I, Foda. Dave Foda approved. That's no, that's that's it's fine. It's just that I I keep forgetting. Yes, I should really call you by your like full designation. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, Bridget Fitch is much funnier than just Bridget. Yeah, it's my fault that way. And and for people who haven't figured it out yet, take the F and the D at the F and the B and swap them. <laughs> well, you know, some people it goes over their head and other people just go. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. And just a little bit off to the right onto the Eastern seaboard where it's not yet hurricane season. Knock on for Micah on Renault tech. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey there. So what you're saying is, is your actual name is uh, Brish, uh, Bridgif. No, no, Bridget. no, don't, don't, oh, don't, no. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> if you're going to do this, you could have done it last week, but you passed up on that. So I screw know, you. I'm just my chance. Yeah. As an aside, by the way, yeah, you know, it's funny enough. I was, I was looking at the numbers for the, uh, for the episodes numbers. And I'm just like, oh shit, what are we going to do when we hit 404? God, I got to come up with something that like. Not found. Not found. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a body. Show, show we'll not found. A, we'll just put a test pattern up on it. <laughs> for two hours. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, about that. Uh, yeah. I don't know that you caught the, the. Horrible scopes last week. Um, the ABC TV series, I don't know if you can call it that. Um, Turn On, I think is what it was. It was supposed to have been a series. Uh, it, it some stations aired it for the first 10 minutes when it went to the first commercial break, and then for the next 20 minutes, put on a test pattern with organ music because it was that bad. No, I didn't, I didn't. I honestly didn't catch the horoscope. Hor yeah. uh, horrible scopes. Wow. Rented lips. It's okay. Were, lips. They were awesome. You have to go back and read them from last week. They really were funny. Thank you. That's very nice. Anyway, we will have we will have the new ones, of course, just a, a, in a little while. But otherwise, as always, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. If you would like to join us live, of course, while we record, you can take advantage of the live chat, which for me is on this side of my screen, but for you, it's on that side of your screen. I love how YouTube works that. Since my camera is actually reversed on Discord, they look at me and they're just like, okay, what the, f you know, whatever. So, um, Stephanie, good morning. It's now 05, 05 in, in England. 
they they changed the clocks. Um, yay, I guess. Which has got to be goddamn confusing because it's like, oh yeah, you got to get up early, an extra, an extra early because it's oh four for two weeks and then it's back to oh five. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so hi and bear. Thank you very kindly. You, uh, bear is uh, somebody that's been to uh, some of my shows, some of the stuff that I've done otherwise, and uh, I mentioned about uh, HCTV last night. And Bear was just like, uh, really? How do we, uh, how do we find out about this? Well, <laughs> come to, come this morning when I put out the show info. Look at that. We have a new subscriber. So thank you. Yeah. As an aside, by the way, um, I don't, I don't think that you had anything to do with this one, but I had somebody who had asked, how do we get people to HCTV on YouTube easiest? And for a long time, we did not have enough subscribers. So YouTube has got a thing where if you set up a new channel, you don't get a quote unquote personalized uh, address right away. You have Mm -hmm. to be on for a certain amount. You have to have a certain number of subscribers. So because it is a business platform at the end of the day, regardless of how it sells itself. Yeah. So uh, the the address that we used to have was, of course, www.youtube.com slash C slash gobbledygook. And, you know, uh, all right, you know, whatever, this is fine. I'll just put it out that way. But by the way, it's even if you get a custom URL, hold on to the gobbledygook, because if the custom URL ever goes away, the other one still works. Well, you know, funny you should say that. I'll tell you what. But it used to, unless it changed it. just, just, Just wait, just wait. So last night I got to go looking at it. Because I thought, well, pff, I mean, all right, what what is the actual thing? Do we have enough stuff that we can actually get, you know, stuff going over there? Lo and behold, youtube.com slash C slash holy crap, the vlogcast, no spaces, actually works. I, oh, cool. I had, Good for you, I man. Had, I had no idea. But the funny part of it was I found out about that after I had actually crafted tinyurl.com slash hctvyt for hctv youtube so now if anybody uses uh uh tinyurl uh tinyurl.com slash hctvyt it comes to the gobbledygook address which is perfectly fine because that's that's always probably going to be there so just yeah, dude, it's nice oh. to have, as you and I both live by. Oh, my God. Nice to have backups. Backups, backups, backups. That is true. Good Lord, yeah. that is true. And I, I've taught my son that. And, and I, I'll tell you, I am really proud. Uh, he's been backing up his porn collection. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I have. Oh, and no, he was, he's actually was, backed up. Uh, no, no, the, the real fun part is he's been backing up his, his multiple game accounts. And he's been learning to use multi-factor authentication and the whole nine yards. And some of it, while I taught him, I didn't force him to use it because, you know, sometimes if you force somebody into something, they will purposely forget it or not use it. He welcomed it after a couple of his friends got burned. That's fair. He's like, dad, can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do this? And after the first one, I showed him, he's like, I got the rest. It's like. Well, nice. well, damn, I couldn't be prouder. Nice. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. So we will uh, we'll get things rolling. Uh, we will have the horrible. <laughs> See now it's contagious. Thanks, man. We will have the. I told you, rented lips, man. Yeah, shortly, but um, <laughs> let me let me get the. You get so get, famous that people talk for you. Oh God! If only. You know, I, I will never, ever want that kind of fame. No, ever. And and, and I, I hate that I have ever even once thought, wait, don't you know who I am? I, I, <laughs> I can't. I, I actually honest and truly legitimately thought that one time and at somebody at a furcon because, I mean, I've been around in, in the furry community for Oh God, technically since like the mid nineties. Although I've only been going to cons only since 2007. See, I've only ever had that thought once and it was not for anything like that. It was a, an extended family member and they were old and their mind was going. And my thought was, you don't know who I am. Well, that's because a- nobody had taught me yet about what happens at old age yeah that's 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 a little bit of a different thing i don't i don't, yeah. I don't ever want to have the hubris of don't you know who i am I, yeah i don't, I don't I want to ever be like correct. teddy um wait who ted cruz ah yeah, yeah. oh i'd forgotten about well <laughs> yeah there, yeah no, there, there it other, does make you look bad on twitter though yes that's true <laughs> There, there, there are a whole bunch of other news stories that prompted tonight's. So I'll, I'll just let you know about that one. But we'll see where we go with that. Five minute freestyle, right? Well, in in just a couple of seconds, yes. Uh, I, did uh, I was look- just going to throw in real quick that yeah, when Ted Cruz tried to pull the "Do you know who I am?" then uh, Popo had to be called. Yeah, yeah, because he was pull- <laughs> he was pulling a Chad. See, it would have been great if the person he said that to had pulled the same stunt as the one airline uh, lady when that one guy was trying to pull that card and she gets on the overhead and says, you know, come to the front. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a young gentleman here at the terminal, does not know who he is. If his mom or dad could come down to get him, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very kindly. We're at the United Terminal number three. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, because that's that actually happened. Me, me being able to have see this is the this is why I actually have the echo thing for when I'm doing the show. For exactly Behold the power of the means. microphone, I love being able to do that. And and the best part is, unlike some people, you didn't even have to gold plate yours to get your message across. I'm fucking with that. Get out loud. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, my my brain mouth filter is not working tonight. Yeah, yeah. I got. You, you had a freestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I will momentarily. Uh, I got to see what I can do about your microphone. Uh, I, I did. Get you loud? Yeah. You, well, when you're getting exuberant, it is getting loud. Yeah. I'll try to keep levels low until you adjust. I'll see what I can do. But uh, we'll do that during the horoscope. You, you do your thing. Fair enough. So, I did go up looking information on Rafe Badawi. I am intentionally specifically using only his official Twitter account. And the reason why is that I am looking for any news articles being retweeted from that account because when that happens, 
I will know full well that it is going to be a retweet or a post from a news agency showing pictures and or video of Rafe Badawi out of prison because he has been officially said to be out of prison. And the first and primary point of contact for that information was from his wife. Although the ministry has said, yes, he has been, but we have no pictures or video showing him alive and well, or at least as well as one can be expected after a decade in prison out there. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been 16 days without pictures or videos showing Rafe Badawi alive and well. I am still guardedly hoping that he is actually out of prison, but until I get that, I am still being very, very wary. And I know it puts me in a bad light to think that way because I am very jaded, but as we've said before, it's kind of hard when you've had the rug pulled out from under you several times. There's only so many times people can call wolf, you know. That having been said, let me go ahead and get you rolling over here with the horribles. Uh, sorry, with the five-minute freestyle, then the horrible scopes, and then we'll go on from there. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts now. Languages. Now, I'm kind of sorry that Dallin isn't here for it because we've uh, we've chatted on a couple of occasions where there are bastardizations of what we used to know of uh, once upon a time ago called, uh, you might have heard about it, Star Trek, a, kind of a minor TV series from the 60s. Uh, not very successful, whatever. The, uh, the, there is a storyline that is going on right now with Star Trek Discovery where they have to try to communicate with an alien species. I do not watch the series. I know about it because clips come up on my YouTube feed. That's the only reason I know jack squat about it. And what they're utilizing, instead of using an alphabet, so to speak, or, you know, traditional communication methods that we would utilize, which would be, you know, vocal, or even, you know, hand signals, for instance, or, or anything to that extent, they're using elements, chemical elements, to signify different concepts, which is actually kind of interesting. And they were trying to figure out how to communicate to this other species, how do we get across the concept of us? And it was kind of interesting because it's, 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 it's bringing me back to a Star Trek Next Generation episode where Deanna Troy is trying to explain to Captain Picard the differences in trying to understand linguistics. And she holds up a coffee cup with presumably coffee. I, I don't remember the coffee, tea, doesn't matter. But it's a dark, hot liquid. And she holds it up and... She says whatever the word was. 
what did I just say? And now he's got to go through the whole thing and he's, you know, trying to figure out what, which concept is it? Is it hot? Is it liquid? Is it drink? Is it the vessel, the cup, the color of the fluid, the color of the cup, the material it's made out of the offering of something to eat or drink? You know, there's, there's lots of interesting things there. But for them on Discovery, they were trying to figure out, okay, well, this species has actually generated an atmosphere for us to be able to reside in temporarily with them. So the concept of us, why don't we just utilize the same elemental and, and chemical makeup? Because they've got the right thing. They've got uh, 72% nitrogen, 5% oxygen, 4% carbon dioxide, whatever, whatever the, the things were. And in proportions, in order to get across the concept of these creatures that are trying to communicate with them, which I thought was a really, really novel idea. And it's very different from the way that we've expected that interspecies, or I should say, extraterrestrial conversation will finally happen. Because the expectation is that we will be dealing with, most likely, mathematics. Mathematics is a constant. There are things that they don't exactly make sense, but they're the same everywhere in this universe, to the best of our knowledge. The concept of pi, pi, the ratio of a diameter with a circle's circumference. 3.1415926. You don't need to know anything past that because really at that point, you really don't need precision beyond that most of the time, most of the time. But the idea of speaking with different languages fascinates me. Because mathematics, yes, is a constant, but societally here on earth, for me, the only constant language, and that's even a question mark, is music. You don't need to be able to read music, to understand it, to feel it, to have it bring out an emotion in someone. But God, don't I wish I could read it still? Maybe I'll get back to learning how to do that again. I miss it. Episode 401 on the docket, Your Honor. Actions speak loudest. I was going to alternatively list it as when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Before we... Before we got started on the air, uh, Bridget and I were talking about uh, one of the news articles that kind of brought this to the forefront for me. And it kind of caught her a little off guard because, well, um, not to go too far into it, because we're, we're going to end up hitting on this one, but uh, just to give you the teaser to it. Out there in, what did you say it was, Utah? Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. The state legislature out there had put 
voted on and sent to the governor to sign a law in order to keep those transgender students, meaning high school and lower, although it might go up to college, I didn't really read that far into it, and considering my emotional state on it, you'll understand why, to prevent transgender students from participating in sports with the gender that they are transitioning to. The governor vetoed it. Not only vetoed it, but also penned a letter in response. I don't believe that he actually hand wrote a letter, but you get the idea. To basically explain, look, you're talking about four students right now in the entirety of our state, four transgender students who are looking to participate in sports. And this doesn't do anything to help them. It's only going to hurt them. He even made specific reference to the fact that there are students, children, transgender, who will end up committing suicide because of not being respected for who they are. He made specific reference to that. And he vetoed it. He didn't, the legislature did. They overrode his veto. Oh, he vetoed, oh, sorry, misunderstood. He vetoed the bill. Okay, gotcha. And then the legislature went ahead and vetoed the bill with a new vote. Or overrode his veto. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one that really kicked me over the edge. And we're going to end up talking about it. We're going to talk about that. And that one spirals into the whole Christian Dominion crap fest. Because, as I said before we got started with the show, for anybody thinking it can't happen here, I'm sorry. It's already happened twice over in this country. And it has been going on for the last 50 years all over again. Anybody who says that things like racism, bigotry, hatred, uh, you know, any form of violence towards any particular group can't happen here in the United States. They haven't been paying attention. They literally have not been paying attention. And it might be not on purpose either. There are plenty of people that have so much going on in their lives that they literally cannot sit down and read the newspaper or watch the TV, you know, they have so they're, they're, they're spending so much time just focusing on the, on the things that they have to do just to survive because maybe they have to work two or three jobs, you know, just to support the family that they don't have a chance to really sit down and pay attention to this stuff. But then again, you have plenty of people who see all this, you know, eh, it doesn't affect me. And it's the truth. It does. It doesn't directly affect them because maybe they don't. Uh, they're not aware that they know anybody like that, or they may not know anybody like that, or the people that they do know like that, they've never cared about in the first place because they're not their friends, or they're not their family, or they're not anything to them. 
Yeah, let's do the horrible scopes first, and we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely will. So with uh, with that on the side burner for the moment, your horrible scopes. So for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, make it up as you go along. It doesn't really matter. Roll a d12. It'd be interesting to see what you end up with. And for those of you that don't know about it already, if you would like to bribe me uh, for for the stars to be either nicer or naughtier to somebody, you can just always you know let me know, let me know which sign and which way to go, and I'll I'll ask the stars to find out where to, we'll kind of work it from there. Get you rolling, Aries. Sunday morning starts a new week of laughter for you. It's okay to laugh at jokes in your head without telling anyone what it is. They don't have to know how twisted your sense of humor is. And for legal reasons, it might be better that way. Here's a joke to help. One goldfish says to the other, how do you drive this thing? There there are some people who just don't. Dallin didn't get it last night. It was just, dude, I, I, okay. Horace, you still miss your old Minolta 35mm camera, don't you? Don't be too sad. You can buy a replacement one at a secondhand store fairly easily. We know you won't buy film for it since it's just a cover for you to buy the developing chemicals so you can get high in the privacy of your own bathroom. Uh, as somebody who has actually done 35 millimeter de- uh, film development in a dark room, with poor ventilation, I don't recommend it no matter how much you want to get high. That's a bad day. Yeah. Well, most people no, no. who try to huff stuff are really not too worried about that kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, like go get a whip it. Trust me, it's safer. Eh, just make your own whipped cream. It's better that way. <laughs> Gemini, wax seals for letters might be anachronistic. But they're still fun to use. Just remember, they're supposed to be used on paper, not to seal someone's lips closed to get them to be quiet. And especially not on body hair. That hurts a lot coming off. Stick to 3M brand duct tape. It's more efficient at removing hair. It is at that. I was going to put a thing in there about liquid latex, but I, I really don't think that anybody needs to know about that. Ow. Cancel my child. <laughs> I love this one, by the way. I did research on this one. I am very proud of this one. Cancer my child. In the Blues Brothers movie, 1980, which had Carrie Fisher in it, by the way, which was which was great. <laughs> Jake wondered where the old bluesmobile was. A 1968 Cadillac 60 Special. Look up what that car looks like and tell us you wouldn't love to be seen cruising around in that bat-winged tuna boat. But with a fuel capacity of 25.9 U.S. gallons... It's 98 liters, which, by the way, is about half the size of a barrel of oil. Keep that in mind. And a fuel efficiency of, you ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? 8.7 miles to the gallon, 
which comes out to about 3.7 kilometers to the liter, <laughs> you'd be lucky to drive at maximum 225 miles, 360 kilometers at over a hundred dollars us a tank we hope the drive is worth it as somebody who knows what that car looks like uh, i'd be arrested driving it because they think i was pimping i can't imagine what i i looked up pictures for that uh, for that car oh my god that car with like cherry uh pristine black gloss oh my god mm -hmm. that is a sexy mother but there is no way in hell that something like that should ever see like a, a drop of oil ever again the first wheel that i was ever behind was a station wagon that was as long as that and i learned how to par parallel park that station wagon so yeah bring it on i could drive that caddy god just put pontoons on that thing and just drive it out <laughs> into the ocean but it's a tank. There ain't a car on. Oh, you got an H2? How cute. Bump. Dude, two I, goes flying. I, I, I already joked last night that you, you could run that thing headlong into an Amtrak and the Amtrak would actually flinch. <laughs> True. Leo, did you know that Will Wheaton posts bedhead selfies pretty much every day? He's not afraid of what he looks like in the morning and you shouldn't be either. Mornings are what you look like when your subconscious is allowed to run the show for seven hours. Hangovers are you trying to subvert its will. Stop drinking so much this week. I do love his selfies, by the way. <laughs> he, is, he is such a wonderful person. He, you know, child actors have had a really, really, really bad time for a very, very long time. He did not have a good time with his early acting career, but I am so proud that he has turned into such a magnificent parent and human being after all the shit that he went through. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a time where he was a real jerk to his fans, and then he eventually owned up to it. Yeah. And I was just like, o okay, I have to acknowledge this. I mean, I may have thought he was a jerk because he was actually being a jerk to his fans, but then, you know, he owned up to it, and he changed. Not not like a politician owning up to something, saying they're going to change, no, he, pretend he they change has. and still do the same thing. He actually changed. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I yeah. have to respect that because I would expect the same thing in turn if I had done something, owned up to it, and changed and better myself. Oh, yeah. So, you, yeah. You take a look. At it took like lots of therapy, though. And, yeah, yeah and, and, yeah, and I'm sure that the shut up Wesley jokes got <laughs> so old. Although, see, see, he can afford the therapy. I can't. Although... <laughs> The greatest shut up Wesley that was ever sent his way, because there was one day where he was just finally like, look, the next person that sends a shut up Wesley to me is getting blocked and banned. Sir Patrick Stewart sent, I don't remember if it was Twitter, I think it was on Twitter, sent a shut up Will to him. And he was just like, oh. well, God damn it. What the <laughs> hell do I do? <laughs> Fuck. It was it, it, you know, <laughs> fucking bravo, you know, just I'll use my F right there. Just As somebody who has done government work, uh, when your captain tells you to shut up, you, you, you kind of shut up. Generally speaking, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, Virgo, uh, believe it or not, you might be a hippie. 
Hooray! 1967 Summer of Love had people who were suspicious of the government, rejected consumerist values, and generally opposed the Vietnam War. Today, there are people suspicious of the government, reject consumerist values, and generally oppose war. The biggest difference these days is marijuana is legal to smoke in some areas. Buy some bell-bottoms and weds. Platform shoes are coming back for 2022. No. Yeah, but as we all know from Dennis Leary, as he said, he will never wear them again. (laughs) Yeah, bell-bottoms. See, people don't understand. What we called bell-bottoms are what you younger ones call Boot cut. Boot cut. That ain't boot cut. My my generation didn't wear the boot cut or the bell bottoms. We wore pants that were so, it, it was interesting. Imagine a pair of size 50 pants, but make the waistline a size 30. Everything else is still size 50. It was the strangest thing. It was like a fad uh, for like, I don't know, three or four years or something. I got you. Uh, but it, it was, it was weird, man. Because people would walk and then stop, but the pants would keep going and then they would come back. Yeah. God, I miss being able to go to the store and look in the shelves and go, I need 30 by 30 and just have it fit. Yeah. God, I miss being a teenager. Uh, well, I will say this. Uh, um, American, the, the sizing here in America is a little iffy. Um, but if you can figure out what your size is uh, to the United Kingdom standard, mm. their standards are more strictly enforced. Oh, yeah. um, so if you see, like, this really applies uh, very well to women's clothing. So, like, um, bra shopping, for example, if you know your UK size in bra and a company wants to put that UK size on it, even though it's being sold in America, if they don't meet the standard, they're not legally allowed to put that size on there. So if you see a bra that doesn't have the UK size on it, it may not be meeting standards. Alrighty. And just so that everybody uh, over in the live chat, if they want to go look it up, that's the, that's the name of the car. Like I said, it's a gorgeous thing. It's my turn. Libra. Yes. Like I said, I did research again. Libra, yes, it's cheaper to buy a whole chicken instead of just cut parts. Same with buying turkey instead of drumsticks or breast. This is true, by the way. But if you think going all the way up to ostrich works the same way, you're nuts. Which, by the way, somebody reminded me, you completely skipped over emu. Shit, I did, didn't I? Whatever. (laughs) Remember, Alberta ostrich meat is just about as good as 100% pure organic grass-fed AAA Alberta beef. Just costs a lot more, and it's lots leaner. Learn how to cook it before you waste your money. We looked it up. This stuff (laughs) does not cut, (laughs) taste, or have texture like um, bird it's more like beef. Mm-hmm. Considering it's these things like can destroy a lion in one kick. 
You don't want to screw up with this. And the price tag on this meat is about, we looked it up, about five times more expensive than beef. So, yeah. Pretentious. Seriously, to anybody in this economy in this day and age, regardless of where you are, uh, I really do urge you to learn how to uh, take a uh, any kind of fowl, any bir- bird of any sort, mm-hmm. and learn how to take the whole thing and actually uh, break it down into its respective parts. Because the little bit of time, once you become proficient at it, the little bit of time it takes saves you a lot of money in the long run. It's true. Okay. Seriously. Just don't know. I mean, my husband and I, back when we lived in Arkansas, went to this restaurant one time called Andre's that was supposed to be like the restaurant there. And looked at like at the menu and the special was, you know, a lovely, you know, uh, tender ostrich served with a cherry pate. And we had noped out of there. (laughs) <laughs> went to go get Italians and yeah, let's blow this popsicle stand and off we went. <laughs> Honestly, I've had wild boar and as long as it's cooked right, it's not really gamey at all. It's actually a, a, a very wonderful flavor. I don't want anything with a you know, nice cherry pate. I was like, what? Well, that's right where they take here. the liver and they mix it with cherries, a little bit of egg. You don't like pate? It was just, that place was just so over the top pretentious. It was ridiculous. <laughs> You want to so have Ita- out. you want to have Italian that is over the top pretentious, but in a fun way. Find oh a Buca di Beppo and have a great time. Ask for the Pope Room. You will not. <laughs> you will not tell me that I t- that I steered you wrong. Trust me on this one, Romeo. This week is your elimination round. Either you're going to be considered for special recognition at work or passed over. Do not try to sabotage anything. That's just going to backfire in a spectacular fashion. Slow and steady will win the rice for you. Again, I remind everybody, I do research. (laughs) You do? Mm Mm-hmm. Read this one off. Okay. Um, do I do I have to? Yes, yes, yes you, you do. do. Because this one could be aimed at you, even though it's not. Okay. Uh, there's a TV series. There are uh, Sagittarius. There are TV series based off of movies that don't always do well. Remember Blue Thunder? The Roy Scheider movie. The TV series starred James. Oh, God. James Ferentino. <laughs> yeah, nobody Dana remembers Carvey, him, by the way. Dana Carvey. Sandy McPeak. Oh. Dick Buttkiss. And Bubba Smith. Mm-hmm. It only lasted 11 episodes. But then came its spiritual successor. Airwolf with Chan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnin. It survived for 80. And well worth it, too. I remember watching it. This week's advice for you is never look like Dana Carvey when you can look like Ernest Borgnin. 
You're welcome, Tech. You're welcome. Now I've got the airwolf thing going through my head. You're and that welcome. screaming pitch whenever they would hit the jets on that helicopter and the missiles. Oh, God. Yeah. It was good stuff, man. No. No. Oh, dude, I love that <laughs> helicopter. I thought that was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, well, you were also kind of young in the 80s, and you were drinking all that fluorinated water. Fucked with your head. That's the way that it goes. No, 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 no. I did not drink fluorinated water. What's wrong with you? I drank the paint. I heard it was safe since they took the lead out of it. Almost explains it. Capricorn. <laughs> It's okay to take a midweek breather. You made it that far with a crap fest of last minute changes and unexpected delays in completing your goals. Make life easier on yourself and just buy a case of soup instead of all the ingredients for making dinner this week. But do get tortilla wraps and shredded cheese so you can make quesadillas. Hey, that's my go-to. Aquarius. Actual horrible scope for you this week. This week, your days are going to be more stressful than usual. Once you get home, use some soft lights and sweet music to relax. And remember, if you cook food in a wok, there is a difference between burning smoke and steam evaporating. One doesn't need to finish before the other starts, so be careful. Yeah, I, I'm sure I have absolutely no idea why that one came to mind for me. This no idea whatsoever. But it's accurate. It, it it is. As a side note, by the way, uh, f uh, fresh garlic uh, chopped up uh, w will um, burn uh, very quickly. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Found that out. Yeah, I have too. Pisces, you gotta be better bribe. So here we go. Last week's research into ancient mythologies have proven fruitful. Your plans for writing a new set of comic books using the old legends might get you into trouble. Hercules famously, famously had 12 labors to perform. Do not just that up to 13 by adding a final boss. Otherwise, the folks at Hanna-Barbera, now owned by Warner Media, <clears throat> might come after you for stealing the premise of the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. It's Warner Brothers. <laughs> of course they would. Absolutely would. Yeah. And the fact that Hanna-Barbera as a company doesn't exist anymore, and they got swallowed by friggin'... That's <sighs> sad. Warner Brothers... All right, granted, you know, Warner Brothers cartoons back in the day were the shit... And the old ones from, you know, uh, up until Chuck Jones left, great, great stuff. After Chuck Jones left, why? Uh, no, sorry, not Chuck Jones. Fritz Freeling. He was the one that ended up through the 70s. Uh, after, well, it's kind of like Magic the Gathering. Once, uh, once Richard Garfield sold the company to Hasbro, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it kind of tanked. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Everything that was uh, produced... Uh, when Richard Garfield was in charge, uh, skyrocketed like a $300 card is now worth, uh, let's see, in mint condition, which would be very hard to find the lowest value non-mint 
that I am aware of is $30,000. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I have a $12 card that as soon as he sold the company skyrocketed to $200. You know, and that's near mint condition. $30,000 card. I mean, I'd be more than happy to sell that to get a, a, a early 1960s Fender precision bass guitar so I can play again. But that's just me because I'm a pretentious son of a bitch. And that's the, one and only time I ever felt like I was actually connected to the instrument that I was playing. But that's just me. There are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, uh, except for Pisces, uh, you know what? You didn't, you didn't bribe me. So piss off. I don't care. I will have them posted all over the place, you know, at the end of the week when I get working on the next ones. But otherwise, um, again, if you'd like to bribe for a nicer or nastier one, you can always just ask love for people to ask so now back to the business at large christian dominionism wow and isn't that a wonderful two word to work off of all right let me let me let me go ahead and, and kind of explain part of this christian dominionism is a term that explains that in the United States in particular, although it is not just isolated here, that the secular government of the United States of America, which is supposed to be, um, which is supposed to be religiously unaffiliated and, and unentangled, that there are a large number of folks who are Christian of some stripe or other, evangelicals typically, who are pushing heavily to make sure that their version of religious law becomes actual law of the land. And this is a problem because A, that is not the way that this government is set up. And and before anybody goes ahead and says anything about the whole, or, or starts to think about the whole, well, this is what the founding fathers thought. They're long since dead. The Constitution has been changed several times over since that time. What they wanted, for the most part, is kind of moot. Because let's remember, the founding fathers thought, Oh, okay. You know what? Let's just um, leave voting up to just uh, white male uh, landowners. landowners and and oh, well, we'll just uh, kind of you know poo poo everything aside. The 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 credit to our ancestors is that they realized that they were biased, that they were fallible that they were going to make mistakes that they could not predict. And that so was the rest of the people after them. Yep. So they That's... tried their best at what they had at the time. And f to. They loved a way to make amendments. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. They had an idea that makes Excellent sense. 
when everybody plays by the rules as agreed upon. And we've talked about this part because as yeah. soon as people refuse to play by the rules, the triangle of push comes to shove and everybody's keeping everybody else in check falls by the wayside. And yeah. that's a good portion of what's going on right now, which is, I believe the technical term for it is uh, wrong. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. That's, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So Christian dominionism, in, in other terminology, more derisive terminology, could be considered Christian Sharia, which brings up the hackles on people like nobody's business. If you make suggestions that perhaps the government should be based off of the Satanic Temple's seven tenets, suddenly hackles go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And and probably out of the plane of the Milky Way, but I mean, we don't really know which way is up out of the Milky Way plane, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. But it's still the same. It's still same, same, same. Yeah. And, and with them, they're so touchy about that shit that, you know, I even, you know, living here, but not down far is you know south here, but in like the middle of here, which is you know a, a population of a few million people, just taking a copy of Rush Twenty One Twelve CD to work and having it out on my desk freaked people out because the Star Man they took to be a pentagram because of the damn logo, and it doesn't even look like a pentagram; it's a star. Yeah, go. but that was enough to make people flip. I mean, yeah. come on. The, so, satanic temple, yeah, they're like, ah! and yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, for anybody and that yet. goes ahead and starts, you know, getting 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 their own hackles up a little bit about the satanic temple, let us remind you, you deserve if you don't already, you deserve to read the seven tenets of the satanic temple. And we've, we've talked about them before and we've pit them up against, uh, the 10 commandments and we've basically come away with uh, a bloodbath, I guess is the nicest way of putting it where we're all just kind of like, shit, what? Um, yeah. Okay. So it's much better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really is. It, it really, really is. And, and please also remember if you don't already know about it. The Satanic Temple does not believe that the devil is a real thing. The only people who think that Satan, the devil, is a real thing are Christians. So, and perhaps even a, a couple of dungeon masters, but that, that's a, neither here nor there. Anyway, the point of oh, the whole it- damn thing. I was just going to say, while we're talking about the Satanic Temple, if you want to learn more, there's for those who find reading the tenets to be a little hard, they also have a coloring book. Yeah. They hid it out in Florida at one point. Yeah, Children's Big Book of Activities. Yes. I know. I have a PDF copy of it. It's great. I've got actual copies of it. Yeah, you can't get the free version anymore. It's six bucks. Yeah, I've I've got it. And by the way, my son is literally a card-carrying member of the Satanic Temple, so. I am too. 
I joined the Church of Bacon. I can't. I don't. I, I got. I, I got. Uh, or ordination in uh, ULC and the uh, do, what is it? Uh, the Dudists. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I have an Church ordination the for yep. the Dudists. Yes, Church of the Dudists. The Dude yep. abides. Yep, the Dude abides. Now in in Indiana and Kentucky, I cannot uh, perform. You know, ceremonies under the Church of Deism, but I can under ULC. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of what the baptism rites for the, the Deism church would be like. Grab somebody by the hair, shove their face into a bucket of water, and pull them out. Can you read what's at the bottom of the bucket? Can you read what's at the bottom? It's down there somewhere. <laughs> Let me take another look. <laughs> um, I would like to say I'm sorry. I would like to say that I'm You'd sorry. You'd like to say it. I'm yeah. not. Not going I, to say it. Absolutely no. not. Sorry. No. Oh, didn't God. think you would. If if anybody that doesn't get that reference, I'm sure you can find the clip on YouTube very easily. Ekladowski. <gasps> anyway, there's Price Bacon Messenger Bag. Anyway, anyway, oh. anyway. So, anyway, so what what I was saying earlier about um, anybody who says this can't happen here in the United States. <laughs> Like I like I said earlier, not only has it been happening slowly, which is the thing that hurts the most for the last 50 years, give or take, but it's happened twice already that I can name off the top of my head. The earliest one, unfortunately... We have to go all the way back to my state of New York and the beginnings of the Mormon Church. Because the beginnings of the Mormon Church got them kicked out of New York State because nobody wanted them to be around here anymore because he was a lion thieving scum of the earth. Who in particular? I'm not going to name names, but. Well, I was going to say he knows who he is, but you know what? He's long since dead, so screw him. So he goes out, goes out west, decides he's going to go ahead and start his little cult of, uh, uh, you know what? Probably saying cult is probably a, a, a little bit too charged of a term for it. Uh, I think probably the right term uh, instead would be cult. So he goes out there. He gets a whole bunch of people. He ended up with more firepower than the federal government had, he could have staged a war to take over the United States of America back in the mid-1800s and been successful. But instead, they decided that they were simply going to uh, take over the entirety of the government of, uh, what is it? Uh, where is it that the Mormons are? Utah, was it? Yep. Yeah. That's where they are now, Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. So for anybody that's wondering, no, government, government and, and, and religion, they're, they're completely separate. No, not out there. How much so? I can prove it. You would probably still remember that there used to be blue laws on the book Sundays. You could not serve alcohol 
you you could not open your business until uh, at whatever time in the, the early afternoon, maybe noon, because everybody was expected to be off at, you know, church in the morning. So businesses couldn't open at a certain time or until a certain time. You, you get the idea. In Utah, uh, you could not serve alcohol, normally speaking. The few instances where you were allowed to, it had to be served in a restaurant. The drink had to be made at a special counter separate from pretty much everything the hell else. And if memory serves, I think it was that it had to be in complete view of everybody. I can't imagine why that would ever be necessary. Oh, right. So that people could see where the drink was going so that they could be shamed later. And this was the way just a normal course of events over there in in Mormon controlled Utah because it was Mormon controlled Utah. And it's not just Utah. I mean, you've, you've got for the American government, there to be no religious tests. Okay. The, the, the American government is supposed to be essentially secular in nature. Mm -hmm. It is not supposed to go one way for or against any particular religion for any reason. Okay. And you've got Senator Lindsey Graham, <coughs> a uh, Republican for South Carolina, who uh, just about a week and a half ago was questioning uh, the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Kend uh, uh, Ketanji Jackson, at length about her faith, mm. not about her being a Supreme Court nominee, but about her religion. Like, you know, what faith are you? How religious are you? Yeah, and, and those sorts of things. You know, even asked her on a scale of one to ten, how faithful would you say you are? It's like, wait a minute. Supreme Court nominee, not a priest position. Mm -hmm. These are questions you would ask a priest who's taking over a church or a pastor or a moil or, well, not a moil, but uh, uh, you get the idea. Um I'm pretty sure that the correct question for Moyle would be, uh, do you have dental insurance? Oh, God. Just yeah, because. Just and, have you, and, and have you ever had, you know, herpes simplex too? Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I, I just, I'd just like to find out how good their dental insurance is because I, I want to know if it uh, covers them for having a broken jaw. But, I mean, that's. that's uh, oh, listen, I, I, well, dental I insurance slipped. wouldn't cover that. That's dental medical. I slipped when I said Moyle. I meant rabbi. Sorry. No, even so, I mean, Rabbi, I would but not. But the point is, is that we have political leaders. And I say that with a lot of. Oh, yeah. Eh, in my voice. Oh, yeah. We, but we do have people in political office who are supposed to be following rules. Okay. Yeah. They're supposed to be held accountable. They're supposed to be working within the law. They're supposed to be upholding the law. Okay. And yet. They're throwing religion into it. Okay. Openly. Yeah. This is not, he questioned her passing in the hallway and a reporter was eavesdropping. This was <laughs> while under oath in front of a live microphone on purpose. 
this directly violates that there shall be no religious test. And Jackson, to her credit, <laughs> shot that sh- down on him. <laughs> you know? So yeah. she's it. got my vote on that alone. Found it, by the way. United States Constitution, uh, Article 6, Clause 3, quote, uh, it's it's a little bit longer than I, I wanted it to be. But it basically, yeah, no religious test. I'm I'm paraphrasing it, but that's that that's what it is. Yeah, but you've also but you've cited the number and and sub numbers and such. Yeah. So people can look it up, they can read it for themselves, and if they don't disagree with your interpretation, well, we can have a conversation about. It. Uh, well, no, because if if they disagree with me, um, they're disagreeing with the Constitution, and I think you should let they, that marinate a bit. But 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 here's the fun part: people have in this country, oh yeah, the beautiful, wonderful freedom, thanks to our four to disagree with the interpretation of what something says and the opportunity to sit down and talk it out like reasonable, responsible adults and to come to agreements and amendments and other such things because language during one time period doesn't always translate well to another time period. Agreed. Again, this is part of the forethought of our forefathers in giving us the ability to amend the laws that they put, the rules that they put. Because we can look back on something and say, you know, that was good for back then, but that doesn't apply to now. Okay. I mean, I understand New York has a rule on the books, a law on the books that you can't tie your horse to a parking meter. But other than the police, when was the last time you saw somebody in New York city riding a horse and tying it off on a parking meter? I would love to see that. I guarantee you would be a cop. Or a handsome driver. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. What floors me is having, you know, twits, and I'm going to go ahead and call them twits, in Congress that will openly say really, really asinine things like, well, you're not supposed to change the Constitution because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're so big on the Second Amendment. What do you think an amendment is? You know what? Just shut that shit down. You can't. We're not allowed to change the change the Constitution. The First Amendment to the Constitution gives you right to say you should not be allowed to change the Constitution. It's, eat a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, I was going to bring up something just to go back to the Utah legislation that that you okay. know Shuji was talking about. Oh, please do. Oh, we well hold that just one second because yeah. All right, so we got the first one that I could think of off the top of my head, which is the uh, mid uh, oh, mid eighteen hundreds. The second one that I can think of was oh shit, I got to remember that. I think it was called Project Snow White. It was an infiltration of the US government, the IRS, the FBI, many different agencies of the federal government by the Church of Scientology. And it was happening in the early and mid 70s. They were eventually found out about, but it took time. They got in there. They got into different places in 
the various government agencies so that they could find out what was the government looking for, what kind of information did they have on the Church of Scientology, what information could they, reminding you that this is the 70s where carbon copy was the way of the world. Okay, carbon copy is a way of making actual duplications of stuff by using a piece of Kids, look it up. Don't worry about it for later. And absconded with certain pieces of information, especially from the IRS. So for anyone that says government can't be infiltrated by, you know, a concerted effort by religiously inspired individuals and groups. Bullshit. It happened. It's happening now since, since the time of, uh, oh God, when the hell did he even start? I think it was, I think it was back in Nixon's day when the, the Billy Graham, I think is who it was, started like getting touchy feely with the White House and whatnot or whoever the hell it was, don't matter, but it's been steadily, steadily happening the last time we had a president who was very much of the my religion doesn't matter in this office was the guy that was killed in Texas because he was asked about it and he directly said, yes, I'm Roman Catholic, I'm paraphrasing, but I am the president of these United States. That part doesn't matter then. Now, Utah. Bridget. Bridge, that's your cue. Yeah. Utah, you know, uh, their legislature overrode this veto. And can we send Indiana. Them, can we send them some, some sugarless gummy bears? Can we send that to them, please? We need to Only do them here, cheap. too, damn it. Because... Uh, I just happened to run across this piece in addition to the other two pieces I was looking at, but Indiana is getting ready to do the same thing. Of course they are. Uh, Monday, Governor Holcomb vetoed similar legislation from the Republicans here, and they have a supermajority and they're going to override his veto. And to piggyback over, you know, on related topics in other states that are going on, uh, Texas, you know, is trying to pass legislation to make, you know, uh, gender affirming treatment for kids considered um, child, child abuse. abuse. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. And that then was, isn't that the one that they were doing in Texas? Yeah, that's Texas. And then in Mississippi, of all places, uh, some guy that you know, ran for governor, GOP, of course, course. and, you know, is calling for firing squad for, you know, trans rights supporters. I mean, these people have lost their minds. This is happening, people. Now, the reason why all of this triggered me for intentionally uh, laying this at the feet of Christian dominionism is because these laws that are going into effect, that are being voted on, that are being overturned from positions of rationality. So 
stuff about transgender folks, the LGBTQIA plus communities who are being affected, the um, the voting rights that are being subverted, the rights of bodily autonomy, i.e. being able to get proper natal health care, prenatal health care, pardon me, and if necessary, or opted for abortions, there are literally zero medical reasons. There are zero scientific rationales for these bills that are getting pushed through. It is all entirely religiously based. And so is refusal to uh, fill prescriptions for birth control, which can now be done. Used to, if a pharmacist had some objection to filling it, they were required to find someone to fill it or refer it to someone else who could fill it. And now we have pharmacists who will not fill it, not refer it, and actually destroy the prescription. Which I have to believe somewhere along the way is illegal in some respect or other. By the way, it should be under the religious freedom laws that have been passed in some states. Yes, yeah, they true. are now allowed to do this. By the way, Beth, good morning, hon. Hope that you're taking care of yourself. And so, then you have these people in Michigan that are like trying to make it to where if a woman goes out of state that's, to we, get an abortion, that, then they want to do, you know, charge them for going out of state. Um, are you sure that's Michigan? Uh, I think it's Michigan. You know what? It doesn't really. I I, I thought it was. It doesn't different. matter. This is being right. considered that they're trying right. to, uh, you know, something that's legal in another state. They're trying to punish them for going to another state to do. And I thought they were all about states' rights. Uh, is that not a violation of states' rights, right there? Oh, absolutely. Because if nothing else, that one is literally a federal case. Because doesn't that qualify under? Something in the federal laws about uh, interstate commerce. Should pretty sure. I mean, yeah, but twisted pretzels in the what's current setup of the SCOTUS, it would fly. You know what? Let's 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 hit another one in that. It's it's not directly connected, but really quickly, just so that we can vent it out there. Uh, Justice Thomas, get out. Just get the hell out now. Do everybody a favor. Get the hell out now. And take your wife with you. Yeah, and anybody that doesn't yeah. know what I'm what I'm railing about right there, uh, trust me, I'm right. Because he, he will not be impeached, even if people were upstanding and forthright and doing the right thing, which they obviously are not. Um, you know, going back through all of our history, we've only had one Supreme Court justice that was ever impeached in all of history. And the impeachment did not result in removal. People have said, if it was 
any other person in federal work. Sorry, not in federal work, in government work. They would be out of a job and prosecuted like nobody's business. If it was a, if it was somebody who was, um, democratically aligned or liberally inclined on the court, this would have been pushed for with all speed or right away. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, there, there's, there's a next level bullshit that's going on with all that. I am not one to advocate for, for violence. But I found something that had come up on my uh, Facebook timeline, a question that I had posted a long time ago, uh, a couple of years ago, I think. The question was, we know that it is illegal to carry a gun in most locations, especially openly. Is there anything illegal with carrying a gun sorry, with carrying a bullet casing, an empty spent bullet casing. Yes, I will catch you. Pardon? I said the TSA will get you on it. I mean, not federally, but I had an empty bullet casing that was on my keychain. And the reason why I had it on my keychain was it was a memento that somebody had made for us when I was in honor guard. It was one of our spent shell casings from doing the 21 gun salutes. And yeah. And so somebody went and, you know, drilled out holes on those so we could wear them on a necklace or keychain or whatever is memento. And after, you know, 9-11 happened and all that stuff. I didn't think anything about taking it off my key ring because it had been there for years. And sure enough, I go through security and they pulled it out and looked at me kind of funny and told me that I had to remove it, even though it was empty. And in today's climate, they probably would have uh, hauled me away and locked me up. I'm just saying. Yeah, but if you could have shown like a retiree card or something like that. But uh, I didn't have a retiree card. You don't? And I don't carry my DD-214 with me everywhere I go. Yeah, it kind of screws up with that whole, you know, anonymous superhero thing. I've worked with a a lot of retired uh, Navy and they carry their cards with the retired military. Yeah. Retired. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I get that. You know what? Talk, talking about that one is, uh, is uh, neither here nor there. The, the point that I was going for though, was I wonder how it would be received. If, because this, this was the protest that I was thinking, however many years ago it was now, if, a bunch of people, a very large volume of people, a protest number of people arrived silently and all held up an empty bullet casing, completely empty all the way through, you know, no, no, nothing, no cap on it. No, no, you know, uh, actual bullet bullet on top of it, just, just the casing and just all held it up at at a protest 
for some of these people that richly deserve being told you don't deserve to be in there. Yes, it can be viewed very easily as an actual threat. Yeah, terroristic threatening. Yeah. However, one of the tricks would be to bore out the um, the point on the bullet where the igniter is, whatever the technical term is. Matt? But that little part where the hammer hits the bullet. Okay. Not only not only to have that empty, but to have a hole through it to show that it's completely inert. Eh. It could prevent jail time, in other words. I still, I still don't know about that, though, because, like I said, I ran into trouble with my empty shell casing, and it had, you know, a hole drilled all the way through on both sides, and it was empty on the top. You could tell there was nothing in it. Ah, but see, there's a difference between the TSA and then being in a public street. The TSA are paid to yeah. ensure that the planes don't get damaged. Yeah. They don't care about your freedom of speech. But if you're in a public venue, you do have the ability to protest, the the ability to have a freedom of speech. To, to they don't care demonstrate. about your freedom of speech. So if you'll remember back to when W was in office god. and they had the free speech zones. Oh, God, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And in uh, Wisconsin, you don't have freedom of speech there either. Um what was that jerk's name? Scott something or the other. I can't remember what his name was, but it was you know a couple of governors ago. Oh, Scott Walker. Um, would not even allow citizens to go to the General Assembly, even though you know legally they're allowed to. They have a right to be there, but he would not allow anyone in. And he would have them arrested for even showing up at the courthouse. You want something really spooky? Something to shen- send the shivers down the spine of politicians everywhere? Hmm. Gather together as many people as you can. Make sure nobody has a knife, gun, or a bullet casing. Anything on them that could be possibly used as a weapon. Right? Just them, their clothes, and that's it. And they just gather in mass outside to demonstrate, but nobody says a thing. A swarm of people, a flood of people, all standing there in silence, just staring at you, the politician. You want to talk about unnerving? I'd rather have a a wall of people yelling and screaming at me. But if they're all staring at me silently, that's freaking freaky. Yeah, that sends an entirely different message. Yeah, and the message at that point, speaking as somebody who once upon a time ago was the kid in an Italian family, the message at that point is, you know what you did. Mm-hmm. We know what you did, and we know that you are not going to forget, because we're not going to let you. Now, the sad part of it is, as we said earlier, you know, the setup for this country was the idea that there were three points. It was a a triangle of power. 
so that two sides could put the other side into check. And everything bops around in the middle of that triangle. I know Illuminati confirmed, shut up, whatever. But the power was always in the middle of it all, even if it bopped around a little bit. But that's when people actually paid attention to the accepted mode of operation. But at this point, they don't care. And part of that is with the, the Christian dominionism. Yes, I'm pulling this whole damn thing back. And how can I say that? The point of the whole damn thing is do what's necessary. Do whatever it takes to get what it is that we want. Period. End of story. Doesn't matter who it is that you have to hurt. Doesn't matter what rules you have to break, what expectations you have to subvert, what jail times you have to squirm around because we'll find a way of getting you out. We got other people on the inside, so don't worry about it. But just do yeah. whatever is necessary in order to get what it is that we want. And what is it that we want? Power. Yeah. Power to subvert everybody else. This, this is not your, your, your basic greed for a couple extra bucks. This is a power struggle. And during a power struggle, when you have a person who plays when you have one party play by the rules and the other one that cheats and the cheaters are not held accountable. The cheaters will always win, always win if they're not held accountable. Yeah. And that's it. And when the ones who are doing the accounting are also on the side of the cheaters, you're done. Game over. Yeah. Stephanie's but, I'm sorry, real quick. Stephanie's also pointed out, we tried that with the million people March twice in London and achieved nothing because again, if there is, if there is a lack of caring about the standard practice, the, um, shit, what the hell was the term that I, uh, that I would use for it? The, 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 the ex the expected way of, of, uh, comportment. If that is set aside and completely forgotten about or intentionally ignored, then it, it, then it doesn't matter. It, it won't work. So yeah, unfortunately that kind of shit, it works on those who actually care even in the slightest. But the sociopaths don't. When all is said and done, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, that's, that's the thing. We expect that broad brush, we, meaning those of us who believe in empathy instead of... Pfft, profit and power. Does that mean that we are liberals? Uh, you know what? Um, if the brush stroke thick 
Tits, I suppose. Something like that would unnerve us because we have compassion. What did we do wrong? Well, you know what? When, when, when generally speaking, we do something wrong, we're going to own up to it. We're going to, we're going to make amends. We're going to do the right thing. And by the right thing, it means, you know, even if it means that we have to take an individual fall, you know what? I, I played by the rules. I broke the rules. I have to take, I have to take my lumps. But you're right. If there are people in place that refuse for whatever motivation to not enforce the rules, if somebody doesn't get their hand slapped when they step out of line, well, what the hell can you expect? And that's driving me up a wall because over here in New York, we had a couple of prosecutors stepped out because they're like, yeah, uh, they don't want to prosecute because uh, don't know why, but um, I quit. And I know for well I was right. And well, you can go ahead and answer the phones now and explain to everybody why you're uh, why you're not going to prosecute. And I'm out the door because I came out of retirement for this shit. I'm sorry. Was that a little bit too vague for the news? I'm sorry. Might be for some people. That's all right. Google News will help you out on that one. Yeah, I had uh, listed a title of a book that I read shortly after it came out back in 2006 from Michelle Goldberg, but the name of the book was Kingdom Coming, The Rise of Christian Nationalism. And she was right. Called it. Called it. And we've got, we've got nationalism and fascism problem in this country. Okay. And they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, They, they support each other. Well, they are Uh, now. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And the problem with this stuff is, is it makes a us versus them mentality. And, if you want to see the whole us versus them thing, look at what's going on in Georgia. Donald Trump's out there. He's picking candidates and supporting candidates to go up against other Republicans who didn't back him when he was claiming that Georgia's election was uh, results were fraudulent. And those results were tallied multiple times. Different people. Same results. Oh, wait, hold on. I should, I should change that. At one point, they did find some Republican votes that uh, some Republican registered people who had uh, cheated. Uh, of course, right? But you didn't find that on the Democratic side, uh, that which is amazing. Because um, even I would have expected a few Democrats to to cheat as well, because you find cheaters almost everywhere you go, but. Um, you know, we all heard the, we all were able to listen to the recordings of Donald Trump talking to the Georgian, uh, Georgia officials. So, I mean, it's, it's this whole us versus them crap. Um, I'm, it, it's literally going on. They're standing up there on podiums, talking to a crowd saying, you know, Hey, vote for this guy. He's going to put away the liars. And then this guy's getting up there going, hey, you know, vote for me. I'm going to make sure everybody who was in, involved in that 2020 election fraud is going to go to jail. 
you know, and, and this is just more lock up Hillary and lock up whoever disagrees with me kind of crap. Well, not only that, but, uh, you know, Agolf Quitler, you know, was in South Carolina last week at a rally openly calling for people to lay down their lives, and be willing to die and kill people over critical race theory in high school. And it's not even a thing in high school. No, it's not. Yeah. Let, let's, let's lay down our lives and kill. So that way our children don't learn about our racist history. Uh, Meaning yeah. our history. Yeah. And, and I have to say this to all these people that are, you know, wanting to have a, a racial civil war or, you know, GOP against everybody else civil war or whatever. Look and see how well that's working out over in Ukraine. It's ugly. It's horrible. And you're talking, you know, street by street combat. It's not such a good idea. It's not fun. A lot of people are going to die, including the people who were wanting this shit. And you can see the racism over there, too. There are people, students. Mm -hmm. Let me be very clear. There are students who are attending universities in Ukraine. Who were told, look, we're become a war zone. You need to go home because they were not Ukrainians. They were from the Congo. They were from Africa. They were from all over the world. Okay. And trains leading to Poland to take refugees out. We're stopping them going home. We're only taking Ukrainians right now. Only women and children. And then when Ukrainian men got on there. Well, what about us? And they were just ignored. Oh, and what what was a special thing? They weren't white. They were Indian, African, dark-skinned African, because there's light-skinned African, too. Um, But they had different skin colors. Non-white people were being told for days, sorry, not this train. Sorry, not this train. Sorry, not this train. These are students. These are not grown adults in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and things like that where, you know, you can stay and fight. No, no, no. These are kids. Sorry, you got to stay in the war zone because your skin's the wrong color. Well, they weren't letting kids out that were 18 and up either. I mean, they they really weren't. Um, I'm not going to say that there wasn't any racism involved because there was, but... Anybody that was aged 18 to 60 and male, they were not letting leave unless they were disabled. But at the same time, you can't tell a foreign student you can't leave. You can't tell them to stay and fight, no. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. I don't know. There were people, at least in the U.S., um, that were, you know, like... uh, I'm trying to think what their positions were. They were in you know, high up in academia and they were black and, you know, trying to network to get those people out, which I thought was amazing that they were trying to do this. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was sad that it was people here that were trying to figure out how to get this done and not over there. Yeah. There's a, there's a piece that, he- uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this all goes into the show's title. Actions speak louder than words. Forget forget what yeah. they're saying, the reasoning why they were telling the non-white people they couldn't go. 
they didn't let the non-white people go. They didn't let the yeah they they were being racist. End of story. Because Putin wouldn't care whether or not. Oh, you're not from Ukraine. Oh, you can go. No, 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 no. kill him. He'd kill them just as much as he'd kill anybody else there. He's killing people that don't have guns. He's killing babies. He's killing pregnant women. He doesn't give a flying F-bomb. No, he doesn't. And last time that I checked AP, you know, for their stats, there have been over 402,000 people that were forcibly removed from Ukraine to Russia. So, I mean, oh, they're in the gulag and, you know, will probably either be worked to death or killed or used as hostages, which is not going to work. But that's a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. What uh, would Beth put over here? Uh, and I'm I'm trying to parse it out. Uh, so please forgive me. Uh, reading it as as written. Most people forget Hillary was part of the family. S.E. was a dominionist. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to parse it all out, and I'm not entirely sure which which part is what exactly. But who's SE? I'm not sure who that I, is. I I do not know. However, the 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 particulars of that are not um are are not that important. So uh, Beth, if you want to kind of uh, explain it a little bit better, for great, but not really necessary. Yeah, I know what as, the family is. Yeah, as far as to who is part of who is pushing for Christian dominionism in the United States. And I, I, I want to make this clear. This is something that is not exclusive to the United States, but because we are here, it is incredibly important to us to, to prevent this from going forward, even though we're not going to be able to stop it ourselves, because I mean, come on, there's only so much us can do. Yeah. We, Again, very, very large brush. We, as progressives, I think is probably the best way of describing it. As progressives, in, instead of any other label, don't care what political group or affiliation these dominionist activities are coming from. They will all be treated exactly the same way. GTFO. Cut it the F yeah. out and GTFO. Don't care if you're part of my group or if you're part of somebody else's group or if you're a completely third party group or if you speak a different language, if you've got a different haircut. Don't care. That's wrong. It doesn't belong here. It's intentionally anathematic to what the country is supposed to be set up for. Which is different from, well, the forefathers said, no, that's, they laid down groundwork. They didn't finish the building. The building will not finish until the whole thing is gone. And I'm going to lay this out here, too. I took an oath a long time ago to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. That is an important part right there. Both and these people who are trying to undermine this for whatever reasons, mm -hmm. uh, they 
are not only violating their oath of office that they took to uphold and defend it, but I consider them my enemies. Domestic. And see, the other side of that coin... Feel like I'm obligated under that oath that I took. And there are people on the other side of that coin that consider you their enemy because I know. you're not one of them. I know. And the, the problem becomes great. You got two sides who agree that each other is the enemy, but only one is technically wrong. Yeah. But here's, they're going to equally try to kill each other. And here's the thing. It didn't, it didn't always used to be that way. Correct. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. Because well, in 2010 is when it got bad, and now it's dialed up to 11. Right. And the, the thing that changed everything, the thing that changed everything was when, and I'm going to lay this at the feet of the grand old party. I'm not going to call it the grand Q party because it wasn't at that point. That's just a continuing symptom of the cancer. When the GOP decided that the, the driving force of their platform, and I'm not quite sure what year this was or, or roughly when this was, when their driving force for their platform, and they still had a platform, was yeah. to use the boogeyman of the hour to drive change. That's when it all went wrong. That is the point when it all changed around. And here's the thing. When you start going, as soon as you start going, hey, look, this is the major problem with America, uh, this, or any country for that matter, people, your, uh, the, the people, the people who aren't us took it away from you. And if we get it back, you know, and you, you, you're, you're going to get back all that greatness and so on. Well, guess what? That's how you build fascism. Okay. That's how Hitler did it. That's how so many dictators and so forth have come up and people forget that Nazism was originally a platform, you know, that Hitler was voted into office. He didn't take over originally as a dictator he was democratically elected mm -hmm. okay so you and can't assume that just because we have a democratic process here that it's going to protect you from a bad leader democratic anymore again the cheaters cheating not being held accountable the people yep. because the system has become broken to the point where the other politicians the ones who are trying to do things by the book and by the rules can't process and hold accountable those that are breaking the rules. The only other system around that can correct that is the people who have all the power. Because somewhere along the lines, the government kind of forgot that they're there to serve the people's will. As a whole, granted, people are going to argue and everything else, but that's where the profession of the politician is supposed to come into play, you know, to help with that. We don't have professionals anymore. No, we have power-hungry 
people on both sides of the equation. I am not picking on just one side. You're right. One side has more than the other side, but both sides have major problems and they need to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of that- the one of the one of the things that I've seen from the younger generation that I have talked to is that they look at the government and they go, "These are people who had it all. Then they fought. Then they had it all again, and now they're trying to destroy everything and ruin it before we have a chance to even try a fraction of what they had." And then you look around and you see all these articles about millennials who can't buy houses unless four or five of them get together to buy a house. Yeah, your your living wage, minimum wage is like it needs to be multiplied by three and a half times in this country to have somebody have an average uh, to meet the median uh average of what a living wage costs. Yeah. Granted some states it's a little less, some states it's a little more, counties blah 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 blah. blah. But the point is is that, you know, they're being run into the ground. They don't have chances. The current uh, current home buying pop, um, process for a lot of these young kids is waiting until somebody in their family who owns a house dies and leaves it to them. Yeah, because um, when you go to get an apartment and your apartment costs four digits a month. But they want, you know, three to six months rent up front, not including the security deposit, which typically is two to three months rent. That's a down payment on a house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beth had to uh, head on out. I I think she's already gone, uh, sadly. Um, Toodles, Beth. Yeah. uh, Take care of yourself. Uh, Beth had said. Uh, in, in response to me, as far as to, you know, when, when was that boogeyman thing going on? Uh, she'd said that, uh, you know, roughly 1980s, uh, but could probably bring it back to 73. Um, I, I contend that it goes back earlier than that. Um, as a Democrat until 1944, and then a Republican after 1944, which is about the point where the two parties started to flip over their uh, their individual platforms, as I recall. Yeah. Does anybody remember the name Joe McCarthy? Oh, yeah. If ever there was a boogeyman to drive political change, Joe goddamn McCarthy, may he die again and again is arguably the biggest flashpoint very arguably but a hard one to argue against we saw it happen yep so and um but even then but hold on but even then it wasn't Christian in nature. It was hyper-nationalism, which admittedly is still not a great thing. But at least with nationalism, it can be worked with. It can be blunted. It can be stopped. It can be legislated against. And 
the norm can be brought back to guys, what the hell are you doing? You want to be nationalistic? You want to go by the letter of the law and really push people? Guess what? The letter of the law says you're wrong. Cut it the hell out. You can get away with that at that point with people that actually want to follow the rules. But the point of going with the, the boogeyman was really, really prevalent there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Part of the problem is, is you have to be able to pay attention to all this going on. True. And like I said before, we've got a problem where things are working together almost at a conspiratorial level. If you are so inclined to that level case in point. Okay. And I don't think it is a conspiracy. I just think it's a, well, it, it, a problem with capitalism well, as a whole. You see now, I, I don't think that it's a traditional conspiracy because it's completely out in the open instead of clandestine. Right. But it's still and so what we have is an email that came out from a Applebee's uh, franchise person uh, being sent to basically management that talks about with the gas prices going up, it's great because now we can hire employees for less because they're going to be desperate for work. And uh, I'm not kidding. I, I put the link there, dude. You can read the email. Well, you know, I yeah. can't read it and, and talk at the same well, time right. right now. But. but I mean, the point is, is that he sent a, an email talking about how increasing in gas prices cuts into people's disposable income. It forces them to be closer to living paycheck to paycheck, which means that more employees are going to need to work. And since... You know, they're no longer competing against the government in terms of handouts. Then it benefits them because they can force people to work for lower wages. Yep. And that if you, um, you know, make sure that you're sounding like you're caring about the employees who are living to paycheck to paycheck, they're more likely to stay where they are than to seek out better pay elsewhere. I mean, I read the email and it's, and when you read it cold, okay, they're making some points there about the hiring and the competition. But when you really read into it, when you really analyze it, you realize this is cold, hard, demeaning calculation of getting cheap labor and how to make sure that they don't try to ask for more money or any, you know, move up in the world. And when you have that combined with politicians who are cheating, regardless of what side of the equation they're on, they're getting away with it because nobody's watching them. And, and some of the people who do see it don't speak up because they benefit inadvertently from it. I mean, when you have just a couple of people in this country holding the vast majority of the wealth compared to, you know, 90% of all the poor added together. Uh, yeah. 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 You got problems. This is not a conspiracy thing. This is just a really bad thing going on that needs to be taken care of and nobody's doing it. This is the, uh, by the way, uh, as 
you guys might have seen. I, I went ahead. And I put uh, I put the link to the article into the uh, live chat, so folks can take a look at that. All uh, a bunch of these links are going to end up in the uh, in the show notes anyway, so don't sweat it too much. the The thing, uh, the thing of the whole is, it's entirely possible that these things are being seen, but they're being intentionally ignored well, which is ignorance. which is arguably worse because that means what's what's the legal expression um oh god malicious and fuck i can't remember what the what the term is malicious deprived in into Depraved indifference. indifference. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, as it's, willfully ignorant as Sarah Palin was, guess who's running for a Senate seat again? That's not exactly an easy question. That 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 could have uh, several hundred possible answers. Yeah, she's taking advantage of the fact that you know the one. No, it was a representative. The one representative that Alaska has, you know, died a few days ago. So she's jumping into the race. It wasn't Senate. It was a representative. I, mis- I misremembered. But yeah, she announced she's running again. And she will probably win. I guess she ran out of grift money and needs more. I don't know. So she's going to be back. Yay. You know, every once in a while, I think to myself, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I know enough how this stuff works. I could like move somewhere else. I could, I could live on a grift. I wouldn't mind. I mean. I was like, we have to deal with her again. We have to deal uh, with so many of these people again and continue to. And that's the thing, we don't have very much time left, but. As Go away, Sarah Palin, we already have Lauren Boebert. With as annoying as this whole damn thing is, as scary as all of this is, we, as tiring as this whole damn thing is, we can't, we can't stop. We, we can't. We have to do everything that we can. We have to grind anything that we can in order to get these people back under control. And the sad part of it is, I don't know what that looks like at this point. Is there going to be a, a civil war over the whole damn thing? <laughs> Honest and truly? I'd be damned if I know. That answer scares the absolute living bejesus out of me. Not because I want there to be any kind of a civil war, but because they keep calling for it them damn selves. Yeah. They're agitating for it. And we saw what happened January 6th, get some people riled up. And the same instigator was at it again two weeks ago. But, no, but, a week ago. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you people? 
but it's 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 even worse than all of this because like you said if you look historically at how things have played out you can kind of take a look and see you don't need to have a, a degree in psycho history god i actually remembered it in order to the, the, it's a book reference i actually read a book once that that one anyway um you had the january 6th riot and insurrection into the capitol building before that what kind of public demonstrations were there that were highly noted had a very large degree of damage to people i'm not going to say injuries damage to people was the black lives matter motions and how polarizing that was and what the paramilitary came out with and let yeah. me tell you the term paramilitary does not bother me because if i remember correctly that is the technical term for police forces the fact that they rolled out i'm not exactly going to call it decommissioned military weaponry but it was military weaponry mm -hmm. that part scares the living bejesus out of me yeah and it's common I mean, at least in my state, you know, we've got little towns with 3,000 people that have, you know, they're not tanks. I think they're armored personnel carriers, but might as well call them tanks. Functionally. Fun Functionally, identity. it's a tank. Yeah. And it's like a, a town with 3,000 people. Why do you need that piece of equipment? What should you possibly need with it? Well, Can how else it? are the fish going to drive? <laughs> Thank you. Anybody that doesn't get that, rewatch the horrible sculpts. You'll get it. The and, and I can tell you that when you have people playing dress up like this, cosplay, whatever you want to call it, you know what you wear does have some influence on how you behave. And you start dressing people up like you know, uh, military people when they're supposed to be law enforcement. They want to use their toys. That's, that's, that's exactly it. And there's not a hell of a and, lot of anything that do. we can really do about it because the January well, 6th riot polarized people who could do something, even if it was highly illegal and immoral and out of place and pitted them against those who were in the position of authority and power to stop them, but were then broken up into those who would actually do the job versus those that would not. And that, of course, goes into tacit acceptance or actual encouragement. The Black Lives Matter side, it broke it up into the public opinion of these people have been hit repeatedly over and over as a subclass of humans by these people who are supposed to be in positions of authority and trust, and they cannot be trusted against the public opinion of 
these people are doing incredibly dangerous jobs. They are making split decisions, split second decisions, and who are we to question them? And it's against the backdrop of, well, they're encouraging us that we must be doing a good job. So we're, we're doing a good job because we've always thought that the bad guys should be shot all the time. And, uh, well, obviously anybody that goes against this is a bad guy because we're the good guys, right? So no matter what happens with all this bullshit, there is the push pull for, like I said earlier, the boogeyman. Because it's just built into how everything is working. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is my last treatise on the whole damn thing before I have to close this. The, the big, the biggest boogeyman that covers this whole damn thing overarching for me from the beginning of this damn thing has been the Bible's insistence from the people who claim to be authorities on God telling people what they should be doing. It doesn't matter if it's coming specifically from the Bible. It's coming from the people who claim ownership and claim to know what it is that their God wants them to do. And guess what? It isn't always because sometimes it's just the authority figure. Yes, I'm looking at you, 45. I don't want to. Believe me, I don't want to be looking at him. But I'm looking at you. We're running, uh, we're running up on time. So what left over for either one of you? Because I think I've talked more than my fair share right now for tonight. And something feels like we could go another half an hour at the way that we're riled up at this point, you know? I just, I don't know what we do. I know that in the county that I live in now, uh, 89% of the population here is white. And white nationalism is a huge thing here. Openly so. You know, when you see people riding motorcycles around and their pickup trucks and all that, and they've got truck flags and all this stuff, and, you know, uh, an iron cross visibly displayed. You know, they're not abashed. They're not ashamed, you know, and, and just unabashed about it. They're just like, yeah, I'm, you know, white supremacist, so what? And they get away with it. That's the norm here. And when we first moved down here in 2011, I didn't see that kind of stuff around. And now it's just in your face everywhere. That terrifies me. And the, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because even if you try to Google it now, you know, broken links and the ledge has buried it for good reason. Yeah. But I came out in 2013 against Mike Pence. 
scared the hell out of me because I was afraid that somebody would find my house, burn it down, kill me possibly. I mean, seriously. Um, but, you know, there was a piece of legislation called the Lord's Prayer Bill. And it oh. flew through the House and it flew through the Senate. And he released, uh, you know, did a press release where he was going to have a big signing ceremony and all this other stuff. And since my kid was in public schools at the time, I had standing and nobody else was doing a thing to stop it. And so I sent a copy of the legislation, a copy proving that she was, you know, public school student, all that other stuff to, you know, Freedom From Religion Foundation and said, hey, I've got a violation here that's about to be signed into law. You know, please leave my name out of the press, but here's all the information that I've got. Here's a press release. Here's a copy of the legislation. Help. And so they emailed me back and said, this was not even on our radar. I mean, they didn't even know about it. And they went through everything and they said, if we need anything, you know, further, we'll be in touch with you. And I was like, please keep my name out of the press. And, you know, if it goes to court, please call me Jane Doe or something. Just yeah, people will kill me if they know that I'm the one who, you know, reached out to you and uh, hope you can help. And I don't know what they did, how they handled it, but it quietly disappeared. I remember. And was never spoken of again. And I even tried to go find links to it on the archives for the you know, Indiana legislation and all that stuff. And it's funny, you can't find it anymore. If you go to, like, GoDaddy or something, you can find some old expired links about it that are dead, but they buried that shit. And I was terrified to do it and didn't get her permission. And I feel guilty about that now because she was a minor and it would have affected her. But it's like, if I don't do this, no one will. See, one person can make a difference. By the way, did you try punching those dead links through the Wayback Machine? Uh, I didn't, but even Google, you know, uh, results, I had to dig and dig and dig and dig. It There's a lot of things Google cannot find, but sometimes you really luck out on the Wayback Machine. That's what I love about being uh, being connected with a bunch of tech nerds. We have ways... Yeah. I mean, yeah. there is truly stuff doesn't truly ever disappear from the internet. That's true, yeah. but they're still trying to get that stuff passed again. Now they're still trying it again, but at least in 2013, I stopped it. Yeah, because what a what a digital bug teaches. Yeah, but the only thing about it is, had my kid not been a public school student, I yeah. would not have had standing, and there was not a thing I could have done. But I was like, if I don't, who will? Because obviously nobody else is doing anything. And if FFRF had no clue this was going on, you know, people were not paying attention. And see, this is a perfect example, in my opinion, of why it is so important when to when you hear somebody go, well, why should I worry about paying taxes for somebody else's kid? Why should I have to worry that somebody else has health care? Why should I have to worry about somebody else? Period. You know, for, forget injecting whatever, just just that. Here's why. Because there are other people, whether you know them or not, that are looking out for you, whether you like it or not. 
but there are people looking out for you, making sure that, yeah, your freedoms don't get trampled on. And don't forget, your freedom of speech doesn't mean the freedom of somebody listening to you, you know, or ignoring you. It doesn't mean the freedom for repercussions. It just means the government can't go after you for your freedom, okay, for what you're saying. I just knew that this was unconstitutional, and I had assumed that at some point in the future it would be overturned, you know, go to court and be overturned for being unconstitutional. But now, I'm not so sure about that. Well, exactly. With the court system fixed the way that it is now, uh, I don't think it would have been overturned. That's it's, frightening. Uh, yeah, let's let's let uh, let let Tick finish because we gotta. Okay. We gotta we gotta we gotta see about rolling old. All right, I'm gonna finish on um kind of a different note. Um, it does go back to action speaking louder than words. Here's the thing. Every single person, in my opinion, has a right to taking vacation from work, not having to work all the lives, hours of their life, that they should have the right for parental leave, that they should have, oh, I'm sick. Okay, well, out you go. You know, don't come in and get everybody else sick and be treated like an adult for it. You need a week off, you got a week off. You need a month off, you need a month off. You know, you've got surgery, you've got whatever. You know, don't have a dick manager going, well, you know, three days into your surgery, if I don't get a note, you're fired. Okay. Um, compensation balance on who's getting paid what. And that at the end of the day, everybody has the right to earn a living wage. I can't think of a single job where I'd look at it and go, you know, the person working that job does not deserve to make enough money that they could live off of it. Not one job that I can think of. And I'm thinking everything from grave digger to the person who sweeps a sidewalk or empties out drains to anything. Not one job. Because all jobs at some point help somebody else. All right. The only way to really get this thing going is unionization. If you like 40-hour work weeks, thank a union. If you like time off, thank a union. If you like hazard pay, thank a union. Okay? The, the When you collectively get together, you change things. That's how voting works. It's a collective process. When you are, don't act in these processes, you are steamrolled. Okay. Yes. Does politics suck? I agree. It does. I really, really hate politics. But as I've gotten older, I found I had to get more and more involved as much as I hate it because I want to see change. And part of that, that, that the epiphany of having to do that actually came when I was part of a union for part of a career that I was in. And when I was part of that union and I was lucky, I was in a good local. Some locals are not so good. The locals are only as good as the members there that are comprised of them. When I was there, they gave us an education on why, even though we agree with everything that the union is doing at the moment, we have to pay attention to union politics because a bunch of people might come in, think differently, vote to change things. If I'm not partaking and, and advocating whether I like my way or their way, it's going to change without my input. This is the same thing. 
politics, your job, everything. You have to get involved. Okay. Even if it's something as making sure that you're voting for the people that you want to see in office, even if they're not part of the primary party group. Okay. Your vote makes a difference. One voice, as we heard from Bridget herself, makes a difference. Okay. And the bad guys, well, let me rephrase that. The people who want to cheat the system don't stop. They'll fail one year at a bill. They'll come back, rename the bill something else, change out the language a little bit, submit it again, and hope nobody pays attention. And then they'll keep doing it and doing it and doing it. They'll put it on as writers to other things. They'll rezone districts, gerrymandering and such. They don't give a darn. Okay? They will keep doing it until they win. The only way to stop them is for you to pay attention, to be active. Yes, I agree. You have a lot going on in your life. But as far as I'm aware of, we only have this life. And if you're not paying attention, not only is your life getting steamrolled, but if you have any kids or grandkids, they're getting steamrolled too. And some of them don't have the right to vote yet because they're not old enough. You have the chance to look out for them. Okay, now it's in your court. I know I'm doing my part. I don't go around talking about it. I don't tell everybody who I vote for because it's none of their damn business. And you don't have to either. You don't have to wear a hat of your representative. You don't have to put it on a car or a flag or anything. Just do your part. And if you're having a hard time paying attention to what's going on in the Senate or in Congress or in the White House, there are websites out there that what they're designed for is literally just to show you what bills are being submitted for being to vote on, who originated it, and even what the content of it is. And then a brief synopsis of it as approved by that particular governmental body so that you don't have to read the whole thing to get an idea of what it's about. Yeah, they're kind of boring, some of them. I mean, you get across one that's about a dog park, and you're like, I don't have a dog. And it's like, well, okay, well, you know, maybe skip that one. You know, But the other one's about trans kids not having the right to use a bathroom or play sports, or maybe they should be lined up in front of a firing squad. Those might be good ones to pay attention to. Just saying, man. That's fair. That is damn scary, and that is absolutely fair. As always, I need to. I need to. I need to stop. I'm sorry. I just. I need to stop on Twitter. Uh, latest outrage is uh, our favorite Marjorie three names. Oh no! At her yeah, rally. Doesn't she's got a problem because she doesn't want Pete Buttigieg in women's bathrooms. He's not <laughs> trans. He's he not is, going into. Why would he? He doesn't identify as a woman. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. The only thing he would possibly go into a women's room is to comfort a woman who has asked him to hold my purse. And he would probably do it out of a courtesy of to hold the purse just because he's a kind person. I mean, the only way that I could see that ever happening is, you know, when Rose gets older and needs help going to 
the restroom because she's potty training. His daughter, Penelope Rose. That's what family bathrooms are for. Like Target and so many other companies are now installing family bathrooms where the father can take the daughter or the mother can take the son into the bathroom and not worry about a judgmental bastard going, you can't bring that boy in here. You can't bring that girl in here. Uh, Dude, they're a kid. They have to go to the bathroom. They don't give a shit about you at the moment. They need the potty. You know, Marjorie's such a good Christian, too. You know, (laughs) that's another episode. She's an episode. <laughs> okay, touche. That, that that was. I did not line that up, but damn, that was a good shot. Okay, I'm done. You know, stuff like this is starting to give me ammunition for what am I going to do for four oh four? Sanity not found. You know what? Oh God, did I just title it? You're dead. <laughs> Maybe. If I did, I, I I need to. You need to warn me in advance because I need to make sure I have a beer for the yeah, show. <laughs> I'm sorry that I interrupted your closing shooting, but that just blew my last gasket. I was like, no, you know. And he and still has the sad, the, the sad part of it is, you know, I, I was I was going to give you, I was going to gonna give you shit for, you know, you really shouldn't be doing the whole Twitter thing in the middle of trying to talk with us all. But I'm thinking to myself. You know, it could be worse. I mean, I I could be complaining that somebody's open up porn at the same time. So you just, uh, yeah, looks like we got a was, last minute visitor. This was on topic, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 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 absolutely right. <sighs> Will you know? I I, I yeah. You kind of caught the end of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Four uh, episode four four is coming up, uh, obviously, and and. You know, if if this does end up inspiring us for, for, you know, sanity not found, you know what? That might not be such a bad idea. And Stephanie over in chat puts in that in Europe, we have gender neutral bathrooms. That is individual bathrooms that can be used by anyone. This is a non-issue. Yes. And when politicians, when certain politicians recommended companies and, uh, uh, public areas that have bathrooms install gender neutral bathrooms the collective right lost their collective minds and the the hyper religious fundamentalists lost Mm. their minds because what Mm. else were they taking away you know let's let's just let's just make this easy for everybody (laughs) americans are we're not seeing if you want to give anybody a head exploding moment because of a gendered bathroom, there are two choices. A, a gender neutral bath, gender neutral bathroom. It is getting, t- it is getting time for me to really quiet up over here is called a bathroom. And for anybody that wants to go ahead and say that they don't want to be using a general neutral bathroom because somebody might walk in on them, ask them, when you were growing up as a kid, how did you keep everybody out of the bathroom that your family used? You locked the door, didn't you? It's real simple. Just, just, 
I don't want to advocate for violence and using a clue by four upside somebody's head, but oh my god, they make it so difficult. Here's a bathroom sign in chat that is perfect. I'll, I'll have to look in, in a minute. I've I've got mm-hmm. stuff scrolled around. Anyway, we got we got we got to get out of here because it's it's late for me. It the hell time is it locally for me? It is two twenty two local for me a.m. So I think I'm kind of running a little bit because I, I had a I had a long I had a long day. Thank you for being with us, everybody. As always. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. As always, over in the chat, guys, thank you. Uh, Stephanie, Felis, uh, uh, Audrey, thank you for showing up. Stylistically late, but that's okay. You know, good to see you. Have a, have a good. And Beth, you know, we're worried about you, but, you know, it was good to see you. And it was good to see Bear also earlier tonight. So there was that. Uh, tech, glad you're able to make it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that one right there because I was gonna I was gonna say something that that's probably better said off the air. But thank you. You take care of yourself, please. Be safe. Be healthy. Absolutely, you guys do too. Yeah, I'll I'll you too. Yeah, I'll, that that last uh, be healthy thing. By the way, for everybody, uh, this past week past weekend not this weekend that we're recording previous weekend uh was the uh convention in toronto fernal equinox that normally i would have gone to but because of the way that everything's been going on i'm not feeling really confident with going to a con yet there have been it is a low number of people but there is a non-zero number of people who have tested pregnant having come out of Fertile equinox. And before you go ahead and say, well, um, pregnant, really? Yeah, it, I'm using code terminology here, as you can probably guess. And unfortunately, one of the people that has tested pregnant after coming out of that is Dr. Conway, who has been on the show a couple of times. So collectively from all of us to you, Sam, Take care of yourself, man, as best you can. You, you're no spring bug, you know. Just just be careful. Bridget, we talked about this before we even came on the air tonight. You have got a target-rich environment of people to say fuck you to. <laughs> I have no idea how you go. You know what? I should just have you roll a D6 and, and decide from there how many people you're going to go ahead and lambast. Because Lord knows we need to limit you somehow. Hmm. How about we start hmm. with the legislature out there in Utah? Yeah. We can All just... of you that overrode the veto that your Republican governor correctly voted on? And and wrote a letter Fuck explaining all it. Fuck all of you. And... The legend in Indiana that's about to follow suit? Fuck you, too. Gloom is Republican, remember that? Mm-hmm. But you're doing the same crap to him. And it's all because you're a bunch of Christofascists. Yeah, it's another term I had forgotten about. I wish I could have forgotten about that longer. Yeah. 
but uh, I'll I'll add on to that. Um, anyone that refuses to do the right thing, take their lumps, and slap wrists that richly deserve them. So, yeah, anybody that refuses to prosecute obvious wrongdoing. We've got a nice five-pound bag of sugarless gummy bears to send you. Have a great day. Anybody that doesn't know about that, you can, you can. I think we, I think we had it in one of the show notes at some point. You, you can, you can read up about that another time later. So anyway, um, again, live chat guys, thank you very much. Please take care of yourselves. Please be safe. Please stay healthy. Do whatever you need to. And, and for the record, yes. My little one and I, yes, we are continuing to stay masked for the foreseeable future because um, we don't want to die. I know yeah. the chances are really, really low, but um, it's, it's a non-zero number. All right. Yep. It's a non-zero number. And as any gamer will tell you, there is also a non-zero chance of rolling a natural one. Oh, and I'm going to tell people, too, that uh, the BA2 uh, Omicron is making rounds again, and numbers are starting to spike up again in some states here. Those of you that went on spring break in Florida, hope yep. your insurance is really good, because Lord knows you may need it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Did, did, did you think I meant medical insurance? No, life insurance. Both both so with all that thank you very much everybody for being with us if you'd like to be in touch with us all of our contact information is at holycrapthevlogcast.com including the link to the podcast so you can listen to us if you're on a long drive and you want to fall asleep at the wheel that might not be such a good idea i don't know we'll figure it out sometime but you know it it's all there uh, and, uh, for the phone number, if you'd like to drop us a message, it's 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, and just thank you. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, feel free to, you know, drop, drop a little bit of money our way. I'd be more than happy to forward that to Dallin, because, you know, he's, he's a resident audio bitch and doesn't get enough love, because I, I can't exactly afford to pay him. Uh, I've offered to buy him a subscription to plex so we can use my plex server but he doesn't really go for that I'm, I'm gonna have to force it down his throat you know whatever it'll it'll be what it'll be but in the meantime we'll talk to you again next week we'll be here and we'll see what we can do but until that point as always i wish you all the peace i no longer have i wish you the strength that i've learned i wish you well and my lady, too damn many years later, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And a little one got inducted into that, uh, into that academic group. You did good. So until the next time we're together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod.
available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.